Give yourself the same regard that you're giving to other people. You're listening to Honest Combos with Karen and Marsha, a podcast about the lifelong journey to become your best self, live your best life, and do your best work. We discuss going from a limited mindset to a growth mindset, self-love, confidence, happiness, goal smashing, and much more. And now... now on to the episode. Welcome to Honest Combos. We're going to talk about self-love and like how we define self-love. So this is the first of a few episodes we'll do over the summer that we're calling the Summer of Self-Love series. And the reason we wanted to start there is because of like everything that's been happening, like we talked about in the first couple of episodes, 2020 has been kind of (laughs) crazy. And really self-love has been the rock for both me and Marsha of like keeping us grounded and connected to ourselves and trying to stay more positive, which is not easy with everything going on. But when we look back and what is the thread that was like very consistent and and really kept us able to get back to business and and stay, you know, taking care of our family and and trying to just not be doom and gloom. And it really was just self-love. So we thought, let's start the series with what is self-love? You hear the word, but maybe, you know, everyone has different definitions. And so Marsha and I just wanted to share how we define self-love and hopefully that can help you if you're thinking about, well, what exactly is self-love? How do I know if I'm loving myself? And, you know, that might help you see it a little differently. When Karen mentioned, like when we were brainstorming the podcast return and everything, and she mentioned, you know, this self-love reboot, she had the title and everything. She's like, I'd been thinking about this and it kind of came to me late at night one night. And I love this idea. And I, and I was thinking about, I'm like, I don't know, it sounds a little frou-frou, right? Like (laughs) self-love and you know, for years I had term cardinals and it was all, it was a self-care society and it was trying to get women to reprioritize, to not, yeah, well, to reprioritize themselves because, you know, we start out, we're really feeling ourselves as kids. We love ourselves and we're like, the whole world revolves around me. Everything is here for me. You know, like I can, I am the captain of my ship. You, you don't meet kids that aren't like that, right? No. Yeah. Like, so I mean, there's some more reserved kids, but they really do think the world revolves around them. But then we go through the change and we go through adolescence and school and we get humbled and we (laughs) experience a lot that takes that feeling and those thoughts away from us. And with the whole subject and everything that I believe I was teaching to this point, like I never really looked at it as self-love, but I do appreciate it because I think that love is one of the most powerful things in the universe. And so why not just label it as that? And self-love is, I did an Instagram story about this, is we're not talking about flowers and baths and because like that's the whole self-care movement. People would say like, get yourself a pedicure, you earn this. And it's like, No, self-care is setting up boundaries so that people don't walk all over you and treat you like trash. Self-care is self-efficacy. Karen, please take it because I'm still (laughs) learning that one. That's like my newest one that, yeah. And that's one of your modules in the Self-Love Reboot. The Honest Convos with Karen and Marsha podcast is sponsored by Self-Love Reboot. 
Ready to revive your relationship with yourself? Learn more, register, and get started today. Go to selfloveboot.com. And don't forget to use code HONESTCONVOS to get your exclusive podcast listener rate. Yeah, do you want to explain self-efficacy a little bit? It's self-trust. It's really just believing in yourself. And like you mentioned with the children, I mean, no one has self-efficacy more than a child. I mean, really, they are ready to take it on, you know, whatever it is. And if they fall, they get back up and they try again. Like they don't have those thoughts like, I can't do it. They're just like, okay, that didn't work. Let me get, you know, let me try it again. And they just really believe in themselves. And so that's a quality that we see in children or in like celebrities. I mean, you have to have some serious trust and belief in yourself to like really put yourself out there and do the things that they do to, you know, express themselves through the art the way they do, which is why a lot of artists, they they struggle with that is like the belief in themselves. The ones that you see that are like really super successful, they usually have high self-efficacy. They're like, I trust that I'm going to come through for me. So that's why we talk about that and self-love reboot because that is a part of like self-love is like rebuilding that self-efficacy because when you don't have that when you don't believe in yourself when you don't trust yourself when you tell yourself you're going to do stuff and then it comes and goes and you didn't even try and it's like well oh well just like last time you know that kind of stuff it's hard to really love yourself when you have that kind of behavior and that kind of feeling So that's why I had to be a part of the course. I mean, when I think of self-love, it's like really just treating yourself the way you treat your kids or your spouse or significant other. Like you'll give so much love and time and attention to making sure they're happy, that they're good, that they have what they need, but you wouldn't do that for yourself. And you feel like it's selfish to do that for yourself. And it's like, no, you you are just as important as the rest of your family or the rest of your community or whoever it is that you're pouring that love into. It's like, just pour that same love into yourself. Yeah, that was one of the things that I battled with with the society was like, I don't, this isn't like about building an army of narcissists. This is about getting people to do exactly what you just said, which is give yourself the same regard that you're giving to other people. Mm-hmm. And I love what you said about the artists too, because I know so many talented artists. I feel like they'll get in their own way because they're like, well, if I was meant to be this big, successful, world-renowned artist, then I would have been found. And part of that trust in yourself is knowing that, that you're strong enough to handle any adversity that comes from it. Because you can't get to that level of visibility without being, without, I guess, adversity, without people saying like, no, you know, this, what is this? This is crap or, you know, and then, Mm -hmm. but it's, I love the the thought of exposure therapy where you kind of, you just, I think part of the reason why I haven't been as visible as I could be was because I wasn't ready for it just with my kids' ages and everything. And I do give myself a hard time about it because I'm like, I really should be out there more sharing with people like my perspective and my views on the world because I think I do have a very non-conform, what is it, non-conformity type, mm-hmm. type idea of how things should be run before I wasn't ready for that because of my kids' ages. But now that they're growing and they're getting older, I feel like I can put myself out there more professionally. But this whole time, 
every year leading up to this, I've been slowly like walking towards the the waves and like getting in a little bit and then coming out and then getting in a little bit. But like, mm-hmm. I've been going further out each time. And now it's like, all right, I do trust that even if a, you know, a tide takes me under, like I'm going to be able to come out. But that doesn't, that self-trust does not happen overnight. You don't just say like, oh, you know, I will be done. You know, like if it's meant to be, it'll be. And it's like, no, you have to do this work on yourself. And that's why the whole jump in the net will appear thing. I was always like, no, that's how you get a freaking traumatic <laughs> head injury, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> so, or brain injury, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So. I've never been a fan of that either. Plus yeah. I have a lot of, you know, I have my left and right equally. I I use both sides. So I have the creative, but I have very much the practical. So I'm like, jump and what? No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're going to have right. a plan for the net. The net needs to be perfectly arranged. But, but yeah, I totally agree with you that it's also knowing yourself. So a lot of that, like you said, the work that you have to do, you know, coming back to love, returning to that self-love is a part of self-awareness. You know, you have to kind of know yourself and, and it's not a, when you said putting yourself out there, like slowly a little bit going further each time and just knowing that this season of life wasn't the right time to be super visible. And now you're moving into that kind of a season that is important self-awareness that I feel like a lot of times when we make decisions or we do or don't do things and we're not really sure why we haven't examined or gotten clear on why we're doing things or not doing them at a certain time. And then we feel like we should have done something and didn't. And then you fall into the regret and all the, you know, all the negative emotions that swirl along with feeling like you're not fulfilling your potential. And that's also part of self-love. Do you have to do what you need to do to be your best self, to do your best, to try, give it 110%. Because literally this is the only life you have. There's no storing it up for next time. (laughs) What are you going to wait for? Like whatever your dreams, goals, plans, like your wildest fantasies, why not go for it? You might fail. Okay. And then you try something else. And that's part of like just really loving and trusting and honoring yourself that you will go for it, that you will be like, okay, I'm going to do it. I can't remember what I read. It was like an interview at a a home for, you know, older people who were kind of later, late stage. This is it, right? They know that their life is pretty much going to be ending soon. Like, I can't remember the percentage, but it was almost 100% of them that were like, the only thing they regret is not going for it, thinking that they had more time or they would do it later or, you know, maybe next lifetime. I don't know what, what we, what we're waiting for, but why, why wait? Part of that is like really just loving yourself. You, you want that for your kids. It's like when we see our kids, we're like, go for it. The world is your oyster. You can do whatever you want, but we don't give ourselves that same rah, rah speech. I don't. So that, that, that's always a disconnect. It's like you are just as important. Your your goals, your dreams, your plans, your wishes, everything. You, you are important. And so just knowing that, not in, like you said, a, not a narcissistic, selfish, it's all about me kind of way, but just putting yourself in that same regard that you're putting for everyone else. 
that's really what self-love really boils down to, I think. Totally. I talk about this in the passion and purpose module about the overlooming thought that you only have one purpose in life. And I feel like that is what holds a bunch of people back from even starting is because they think, okay, if I want to be an artist that has paintings in a museum, then it's all or none. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to start painting until I know an art curator who can actually do that, you know, or they just don't understand the pieces that go between the thought and the dream to actual fruition. And I can tell you, I know people who've had art hung and they don't feel like they've made it. That's the thing. They've, they've, they've experienced and celebrated the successes that got them to that point. But then the goalpost is always moving forward, but people just won't start. And that is what holds them back for their entire life. Cause these elderly people who are on their deathbed they're like I really wish I had gone for it and it's like what you're hearing is that they had this big dream that they wish they had just thrown caution to the wind and went for and I think my interpretation is that is that they're thinking like I wish in my 30s and my 40s and my 50s that whenever I felt a pull towards something I explored it more that's Mm -hmm. what going for it is it's not like I want to go be an actor on the screens. You can't do that. <laughs> Guess what? Pandemic. Like you can do it like, you know, record yourself for YouTubes or whatever. But whenever you get these pulls and these nudges, that's your inner wisdom telling you like, listen, listen to this and go towards it. Because Karen, you and I, our paths, even though I feel like from a bird's eye view, like it probably looks like it's been this like straight path but no we've been at this for years and we're just gaining more and more clarity and we we look back at it that's the introspection module that we did for the self-love reboot we look back on it and it's like oh it was all for a reason but like we had to keep moving forward you know Mm -hmm. and then course correcting so I really appreciate what you're saying too about when you look at your kids or your spouse or your parents or your siblings and it's so much easier to look at them and see their potential and just be like you're a freaking boss just go for it but then we don't do it for ourselves and it's so Mm -hmm. funny but it's and that's part of the introspection too is I tell you to like look at the parts of your life that where you have felt the most alive and your body was buzzing and like you know the best natural high because I've had a lot of unnatural (laughs) highs and so I know how to compare them but the best feelings and that's where you should be going towards and I explained mine was like when I used to get girls pumped up I would be like you know all of us would be drunk in the bathroom and they would be like oh he he didn't even pay any attention to me or whatever I'd be like no really just get them excited and like see their true potential and I'm like that's what I should be doing that's what I've been doing but I'm so in the moment that I don't look back on that and be like oh I've lit so many people up all these years that's my goal here is to let people see their true potential and move towards it you know Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I love it 
So, I mean, we could talk about this for days as we can with all topics, but I, we try to keep our episodes in bite size on the way to the grocery store <laughs> type of uh, time frame. So we will end it here because we do have more episodes about this topic coming up where we're going to talk about like some examples of people that we see that are really loving on themselves and like what, you know, kind of tips we can take from them and, and more about how to really rediscover, revive the self-love that you already have (laughs) rebooted (laughs) and um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I wanted to just share a couple examples of people who really do love on themselves. And that's uh, Alice and Jen. They both purchased the self-love reboot. So yay. If you want to purchase it, you can go to www.selfloverebootcom and you know, there's a discount code Honest Convos that will get you a discounted rate for being a podcast listener. We actually do do a post, a congratulations post whenever someone purchases the course. We don't tag because we don't get people's social media handles, but we just say congratulations for taking this leap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it is a leap. It is to invest in yourself. Yeah, That can be, a, you know, sometimes it feels foreign if you haven't been doing that kind of stuff, you know, investing in your own self. And so, yeah, a, it is something yeah. we celebrate whenever someone joins the course because it is a leap. It is definitely taking a big step forward. Yes. And it's a leap into a warm, beautiful pool. It's not a jump off yeah. a bridge onto a net that has a bunch of holes in it, you know? We're we're giving you a a very safe and secure step into the right directions. So we'll see you next Tuesday. I'm excited for what the week has in store for us and remember connect with us on social. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. For show notes and ways to connect with us, go to www.honestconvospodcast.com. 